Welcome to Leitrim Daily. It is, of course, Saturday, which means we are talking sport for the next half hour or so. All sports from around the county will feature at some stage in this afternoon's show. But first, we're going to be starting with Gaelic football. And I'm going to be talking to Barry McQueenie from Ochnashielan very, very shortly. But first, I just want to remind you about uh, how you can listen to this show. If you listen to this on our website, which most people seem to be doing at this point, we would love if you would consider subscribing to the show or following the show on Spotify. Just open Spotify on your phone or iPad, search for Leitrim Daily and click follow and it will come in automatically every morning a little bit earlier than we put it out in our socials. So you'll get it first thing in the morning. You can listen to it on your way to work. Anyway, now that the housekeeping is done, on with the sport. Barry, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Presley. Delighted to be here. It's been an interesting season for Ochnashielan so far. It's all kind of built up into a pretty big game at the weekend against Fina but before we talk about this week's game let's maybe look at the last couple of weeks I know you've had three big games over the course of the last couple of weeks Alan Gales Manor Hamilton and Glencar Manor and also uh, Leitrim Gales in the last 10 days or so it's been an interesting set of results yeah it's been a hectic couple of weeks um, there's been a long break I suppose since the last batch of games so yeah it would, like we got off to a good start against Alan Gales I suppose and we were delighted with the result uh, it's been nip and tuck for the last couple of years with ourselves and them, so it was good to get the couple of points. Manor Hamilton proved a bit too strong for us, so uh, yeah, it wasn't an ideal result. And then uh, Leitrim Village at the weekend, I actually I missed the missed the game myself, but uh, yeah, they just had too much power up front and and uh, got the result. So yeah, we've left ourselves in a in a bit of a bogey position. So we need a couple of results over the next couple of weeks to to get us across the line. There were some interesting results over the last week or two, not just your own, but have kind of led to the situation you find yourselves in now. With four teams going down, you're in ninth place, which is the fourth spot, uh, the final spot in terms of relegation at the moment. You're within touching distance of a couple of the teams directly above you. So the likes of Anna Duff, Ahawillan and Leitrim Gales themselves. You need a win. Uh, You're playing Fina at the weekend. What's the mood in the camp like? Yeah, look, at it. it's, it's, I suppose, like every other team in Leitrim, uh, we have a lot of guys away, a lot of students who, you know, they, they managed to make it back for summer and that. So we're beginning to, well, hopefully over the next couple of weeks and, and prior to championship, we'll, we'll get a few more lads back. Yeah, lads are feeling good. It, it's, 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 it's championship time, so it, it's time to start getting into a bit of shape and everything else. Like, so... Um, it's going to be tough, as you say. We need not just one result; we need two results. We need to we need to get one over Fina this weekend, who again have, I suppose it's it's like a lot of teams there in the bottom half of of Division One, and probably the first couple of teams in Division Two were all kind of at a at an even keel. So it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. How important is it, bearing in mind the championship starts in a week? How important is it for you to retain that Division One status going forward as a club? obviously over the last couple of years we, we, we won the intermediate championship in 17 I think yeah. 17 um, and it like those games against the top teams are what makes the difference um, you can see it last year with Fina as well I'm sure they'll say the same thing you know once you're competing against the better teams you have no choice but uh, raise your game so I mean to, to go back down to the next division there is a, a difference. Like you have the top teams, you have the Mohuls, you have the Hawillans, you have Manor Hamilton as well, and Carrick. You know they probably have bigger panels as well, and and it makes it makes a difference to be competing against those teams. And I, I suppose I I can't really say on a week in week out, 
because there is such a gap between games. Um, it's very hard. Like we got into a good role earlier on, you know, in the batch of games in in April, and then we had nothing for a couple of months. So it's 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 kind of upsetting that you know when you when you do get a couple of good results that you don't have another game for two months. Like it, it's I suppose it's the the big conundrum at the minute in in club football in the GA that it, it needs sorting out. Although it seems like a bit of a, a nuisance for you at the moment with four teams going down, will that change make a difference? Will it help that situation? Um, on a on a on a personal level, you know, knowing the numbers that we have at the minute, I, I can see what the GA, what what the county board are trying to do, in that they're trying to give players football while the county team is in action, but for ourselves, like. You know, we had to. We had no choice in the the game against Mohol. We just didn't have a team to 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 put out. You know, so we're at a stage now. Like we're lucky in that we have a couple of players that are at that level that can can make county teams. But it means then that you know, on a Sunday after the county have played, maybe on a Saturday, we're just not going to have a team. You know, it's as simple as that. We just don't have the numbers at the minute, and like that's speaking from Ochnishilan's point of view. But I can see it in other clubs as well like that that is going to be a problem but look at it let's give it a go like it, it, it's you know the county board are looking at this and they're trying and at the end of the day the county board is made up of clubs club members so we are trying everybody is in it together so they are trying to to come up with a good solution but i'm not convinced that this is this is this is going to win out you know in a perfect world if it was up to you what solutions might you suggest for this problem well, having spoken to, to different people around around the country at this stage, like it, it's all about having competitive environments for players. You know, you need the best competing against the best at all times, and and like the other side of it is, you need more people participating. Like so, from my point of view, I suppose, um, like we've had to do it at underage level where we've amalgamated, and you know, maybe it's not a ama- you know two particular clubs come together maybe it's it's a, it's a kind of a regionalized competition that we need um at underage level they've brought it in at under 13 level and i think it's i think it's very positive you have say at under 13 level you have 13 year olds playing against each other and if you look at the better counties the Kerrys and, and dublins and mayos and that that's what they're doing at underage level and and you know speaking to guys involved in those counties they're saying that that competitive edge is brought in because fellas at that age are competing against each other and I think you know there was a stat brought out a couple of years ago at, at a meeting that was or a, a kind of a conference that the county board had whereby the playing underage playing population is going to be um, basically between five clubs within the county like so you know at some stage smaller clubs are going to have to realize that you know we can't go this alone maybe maybe we need to bite the bullet now and, and try and set something for five, ten years down the road. Get it get it get it installed now that everybody is is on board and that we just at the end of the day, my ethos or, or you know, the way I look at it is you play football to enjoy it. So let's you know, let's give it a good environment instead of trying to drag lads out of bed at, you know, eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning to play football. Why not bring the lads that want to play football together and at the same time have a separate competition for those lads that, that want to be dragged out of bed at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning, you know? So are you suggesting that maybe someday in the future we could be seeing an amalgamation of 
say Ocasheel and Kiltubbard or Fina or two or three of those coming together to form yeah, one yeah. senior championship side yeah like I mean it, it, it works in Kerry you know they, they have a couple of championships they probably play football all year round maybe too much to an extent but definitely they, they have a divisional uh, competition there that you know it's like Kerry are one of the top teams in the country like so and, and have been forevermore and like we have to start doing you know if if we want to compete at, at county level and, and to improve club football I, I think we don't have a choice I think we need to start doing something different something outside the box we'll turn our attention back towards this year because I don't think we're going to solve the, the problems <laughs> of, of the uh, depopulation in, in the next five minutes on the show let's look at this weekend's game you're playing FINA it's a must win game do you think you have what it takes to, to stay up this year? Absolutely. I mean, we have some very good footballers. I mean, we have the likes of Young Aaron and, and Kieran Cullen. You know, they're they're obviously as good as there is at, at their age in the county, if not in the province. Whether it's ignorance or, or pride or what it is, I've always believed that that I'm as good as anybody else, and and you know I'll go out with that attitude all the time. In in terms of Fina, like Fina have some very good footballers. I mean, in the likes of of Ryan and. Like the rumours about Jack Galini, it's, it's hard to know if, if he'll be about this weekend or not. Obviously, from our point of view, you know, it would be, <laughs> be nicer to, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's obviously not nice if, if, if it is a, a serious injury because he's he's got huge, huge potential. Like, um, they've obviously had numerous underage teams over the last couple of years as well that um, have won, you know, minor and under 21 championships and everything else. So, there's going to be nothing easy about it. Um, I suppose an interesting dimension is the fact that that their manager Niall is is from our neck of the woods as well. So it adds a, a wee bit more spice to the to the to the thing as well. But look at we like at the end of the day, I suppose it's it's nearly like knockout football. You, you know, you need a result and you just have to perform, and it's as simple as that. Turning our attention towards the championship, it's in a week. Uh, you kick things off. On Friday night, you're the first game of the competition against the defending champions, Ahuil, and you don't like really tough starts, do you? No, nah, no, sure, there's nothing like it. Get, get stuck in at the deep end, like, um, yeah, um, it's an interesting one. Ahuil are, are obviously coming back into form as well. They've they've gotten most of their players back. Um, you know, they, they were deserving, de- deserving champions last year as well. It's not going to be easy, but you know you play you play football to to come up against the likes of Ahuillan in their prime. So it's going to be a, a ding dong battle. I know we like we we managed to get a number over on them on, on uh, during the league. There it was. You know we were delighted with the result, but they're going to be a different animal. You know they've as I say they've they've gotten you know their injured players back. The likes of Kieran Galini is back from from his travels as well. So they're going on for the championship, but. You know, that's why we're there. We're going to give it a good rattle against them anyway. And the following week, you play St Mary's on the fri- on the Thursday night. Like with a small panel, and you're struggling to play games midweek. Is it fair to be playing Friday? Well, uh, to be fair, it's to suit well both teams really. Um, there's a wedding that weekend, so to be fair to the county board, they have accommodated both ourselves and Carrick. So we just need to make it happen it's it's not ideal like as i say we have a nice few lads away from home you know they're they're working in dublin or whatever so look we we have to you know we've been accommodated so it doesn't make it any easier coming up against carrick but yeah we just have to deal with it what would constitute a success for the rest of the season for what's the target um, obviously staying up in both you know we have lost a few players since we won the championship in 17 but 
you know, we have good lads there and quality lads there. I suppose it's it's getting that application and desire to be there is is the big thing for us, you know, and, and to, you know, have a bit of belief and, and, you know, want it more than whoever we're coming up against. It's it's it's, it's a fairly daunting division that we're in or side of the championship that we're in as well. Having the likes of Ahawil and Mary's, you know, Shauna Hesslin's the whole lot, it's 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 gonna make for an interesting championship all right. I did see your game against Alan Gales recently and Kieran Cullen, other than yourself who you kicked some lovely scores, we won't talk about the penalty. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, I think we just did. But Kieran Cullen was exceptionally impressive uh, at half forward and he just he just seemed to run the show in an attacking sense. Who else should people be looking out for from Alcmashielan in the coming years? Like who are the next what's the future of uh in football? Well obviously we have Kieran and, and as you say, he's an exceptional talent. He's speed to burn like I mean it's 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 funny you see him see him in a foot race against anyone in the county and even at at county level you know it's just it, it's very hard to keep with him um we have Aaron as well Aaron Hoare big man great pair of hands you know good attitude to the thing as well so um I suppose they're the big two at the minute um Connor Cullen is away on, on his travels at the minute so hopefully he'll be back in the next couple of weeks and I mean athletically Kieran and Connor there aren't there aren't better specimens in the county. Um, it's it's you know it, it's up to themselves. You know how far they want to go. Like I mean, they they really have the talent. After that, like unfortunately, we're we're struggling for numbers over the next couple of years at underage. Like we don't have anybody coming up uh, until Niall Gallagher. Niall Gallagher is coming up next year. Good young lad. He was in with the minors this year as well. So and again, a great attitude. But uh, we're due, we just don't have enough of them coming on at the minute to replace some of some of us older folks. So we could um, we could do with another few. But no, look, at, I suppose we're blessed with the talent that we do have. Uh, him, I suppose some of the older guard are quality footballers as well, like the likes of Paul there, who Paul Early playing with the hurlers and that. He's he's the bravest man I, I've seen put a jersey on him. Um, and Fergal and that so yeah look at we have there's lots of quality in there it's just getting lads injury free and getting them on the field is is the big task I suppose the the issues you've just raised in terms of how Ockmashiel and Cope with, with that population deficit is mirrored at county level with Leitrim and you stepped away from county football in 2014 for, for personal reasons but how do you see Leitrim football dealing with that problem is there still an attraction there to play county football at the moment for young lads coming up I believe so. Um, there's like I suppose at the minute there's there's a great bunch of lads there at the minute. I mean they've huge talent. They obviously you know got to Division Three at the minute. Um, again going back to the the structures, I believe they've been let down in that they don't have sufficient um, competition for place. Like you know they're they're coming into league games there and. You know they they don't have to force themselves to be any better than they were the week before because they know they're going to get their place. Until that changes, I, I can't see how we're going to you know really develop you know further down the line. Again, going back, how do we change it? You know that's everybody has a couple of ideas, but you know we need to really look outside the box and and create that environment for them. There's probably a mind shift change required as well. Like you know the especially at inter-county level now it's, it's it's a different like even as you say I finished up in 2014 like the application that's required for that and to be fair you know from speaking to Sean and, and a couple of the lads involved with the county they've been the county management this year have been very good to the lads in that 
they kept the lads in Dublin training in Dublin as opposed to running them up and down the road because at the end of the day if you're sitting in a car for you know four hours coming and going to training it, it's 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 your mind more so than anything else will will fry you know and you know there are ways and means like the likes of Mayo have been doing that for years where they, they train their lads in Dublin in Dublin as opposed to driving them up and down when it comes closer to obviously all Ireland's and that they do come you know come summer and that they do come back back down home for training but you know we have to look after the entire lifestyle of these lads and, and you know there are benefits for their for lads as well if, if they really go at it but as I say there's a there's a cultural change needed and it's it's needed all around the county it's it's but it definitely, you know, there's quality talent there and, and hopefully they will apply themselves and, and, you know, prove that there are footballers worth it in, in Leithram as well over the next couple of years. Well, Barry, thank you very much for taking the time to come over and have a chat with us. I hope Ocken Sheelan uh, managed to find that trap door and that Houdini <laughs> escape from what looks pretty ominous at the moment, but the very best of luck and I hope it all works out for you and the very best of luck in, in a rather tough start to the championship as well in over the next two weeks. Thanks a million, Breffney, and, and the very best of luck with this. It's, it's, it's great to see it, and I wish you the best of luck with it. Before we finish up, we're going to take a look at the fixtures over the next two days in the world of Gaelic football in the county. We'll start in Division 1 of the All-County League. Alan Gales have conceded their game against Sean O'Heslands, which effectively puts Sean O'Heslands into a final in all but mathematics at this moment in time. It would require some rather strange permutations to see them fall out of the league final at this stage. St Mary's and Mohull would have to win all of their games and then playoffs would come into effect. Mohull at Playgort Letra, they would be expected to win that game based on the form shown by both sides so far this season. While Leitrim Gales and Glencar Manor, they are the mid-table game, both in 5th and 6th respectively, as we start the weekend, one point separates the two and this will decide probably who finishes ahead of the other. And really it's a warm up for the championship next weekend in the senior and intermediate championship for Manor Hamilton and Leitrim Gales respectively. While Ahawillan host St Mary's in the last game of the round. Melvin Gales and Anna Duff has been pushed back. According to the Leitrim GAA website this morning, it looks like that game will not take place this weekend. The date is down as the 18th of August. Whether it is played or not that weekend remains to be seen, but I'm sure we will find out in due course. What that does mean is that Ochnashielan can draw level with Anaduff, albeit with a game more played when they play Fianna St. Collins this weekend. It's a crunch game. We spoke to Barry McQueenie about it earlier. Ochnashielan will be looking to put the pressure on Anaduff ahead of that postponed game with Melvin Gales next month. In Division 2, we have a full round of fixtures. Also, Balnaglera, they host Drumahair. Bornacula host Clune. Eslin, they will take on Drumkiran, while Kiltubridge travel to Ahavas to take part in those games tonight. All those throw-ins, as well as the Division 1 throw-ins, at 7pm this evening. Tomorrow afternoon, the final two games in Division 2. Drumreilly host Glencar Manor Hamilton, while Mull travel to play Carrigallan. Both of those second sides automatically relegated based on the rule changes that are coming in for next year. And with four teams staying in Division 2 and the rest moving down to a new third division, it's going to be a big weekend for those decisions. It is, of course, the last round of the league and the top four teams will be in Division 2 next year, which means Ballinaglera guaranteed their spot and three sides from Drumreilly, Drumahair, Carrigallan and Drumcuran 
will hold on to their second division status. Now, if you had to be realistic looking at the fixtures, you would expect Manor Hamilton and Muhl, who have been the whipping boys of the division this year, to possibly not put up much of a fight on the last day of the season. Drum Riley and Carrie Gallen should pick up points, which should be enough to get them into the next round of the league and stay up in Division 2. While Drummer Hare, if they fail to take all points against Balneglera this evening, Drum Kieran could take advantage with a win over Eslin, which would see them finish fourth and therefore stay in Division 2. So plenty to play for, as well as league final placings, that all-important Division 2 status for next season. The show is slightly in danger of becoming the Niall Morahan show we've had him on so often over the last few weeks, but that's because of his selection for the European Under-19 Championships in Armenia, and Niall Morahan joins us again on the show. Niall, welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me back. <laughs> we're, we're talking to you so often, but it's very exciting in your life at the moment. The Under-19 European Championships taking place two games in, a bit of a disappointment the other evening against France. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, it's never nice to to lose a game at, at a European finals, and football is a cruel game. You know, we we hung on for most of the game. Well, we didn't really hang on. We 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 kind of brought the game to them at some stages, you know. But we sustained a lot of pressure, and you know, sometimes the pressure uh, you can't sustain it for the whole game. So uh, they got they got a late winner, which is a uh, pretty unfortunate. The mood in camp is still good, you know. We, we realise we still have a chance to go through uh, results depending on Sunday. So, mood is still good in the camp. But it's not even results depending. You're actually in a really good position. I think most people are expecting France to also go out and beat Norway at the weekend, which means a draw against the Czech Republic, or definitely a victory against the Czech Republic, puts you into a semi-final. It's not a bad spot to be in. Uh, it's not a bad spot at all, actually, you know. So, uh yeah, listen, the French are strong, so hopefully they can do us a favour and um, beat Norway and we can do a job ourselves, you know, because it was a big performance last night against uh, the French, so hopefully we can go out and do that again. Tell us a little bit about Armenia. I'm sure most of our listeners have never actually been there. How are you finding the, the country? It's warm. It's very warm, actually, but uh, it's a beautiful country, you know. Um, so we're in the city of Yerevan. It's a really scenic place. You've we're up on a hill where our hotel is so you can see down all over the city and there's a mountain range in the back which makes it really picturesque yeah it's a lovely place in terms of your own participation are you a little bit disappointed maybe not to have got many minutes yet yeah naturally of course uh you always want to be playing that's how tournament football goes you know um the manager he picks his starting 11 and when they do well he sticks with that team all you can do really is keep preparing and uh, keep doing everything right and oh, the chance will come. Of course, your own club side Sligo Rovers in action in the SSE Electricity League against Derry City last night. We're recording this before the game. How important is that game to the, the club this season? Every game is an important game, but this one especially, you know, if we pick up a result here, we'll be, we'll be back looking up towards the top half of the table, you know. Obviously, I won't be there, so hopefully the boys can, can do a job and dig out a result obviously of course this will be listened to after the game so uh, we hope Sligo Rovers did the business last night Niall the very best of luck to you you play the Czech Republic tomorrow anything you can tell us about the game ahead of it not so much really um, apart from uh, 
apart from we we'll have our homework done and um we're going to go out and give it a big performance and hopefully we'll it'll end up with us in the the semi-finals so that's it really we will chat to you uh, after that game and we wish you the very very best luck and hope you'll be in a semi-final by the middle of the week hopefully so thank you In terms of the SSE Airtricity League, I know we spoke to Niall Moran earlier. Of course, he wasn't in the Brandywell last night for Sligo Rovers' trip to Derry City. Despite a floodlight failure and a 45-minute delay to kick off, Sligo unfortunately could not match Derry City on the night and went down 3-0 to the home side. Longford also beaten 2-0 against Cabinteely in what was not a great night for the Airtricity League sides in this region. One sports story that caught my attention over the last couple of weeks was that of ultra-running family group, the Wynn Brothers. And I'm joined by Ricky Wynn to talk about uh, what exactly ultra-running is. Ricky, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks very much. Now, people who are following Gaelic football over the last couple of decades will be familiar with you and your brothers. You've played for, I suppose, Alan Gales originally, then Leitrim Gales for a little while. And... You've been around in the sports world. I, we played soccer together uh, growing up as kids with Carrick Town many, many moons ago. But you've left all that behind to take up ultra running. What's ultra running? Ultra running. Ultra running is, is any distance over the marathon and pretty much beyond, you know. So from anywhere from 60k from to 70k to 200k. You do know they invented cars. <laughs> <laughs> they did, yeah, but like you can't uh, have as much fun in a car than you do running over a mountain. Well, we won't go down that tangent for a second because that could go and lead places we don't want to talk about. But tell us a bit about the event that would have been on our attention on social media over the last couple of weeks. The Dolomites in, in Italy and the three of you intended to. Alan, unfortunately, picked up an injury, but yourself, Brian and Alan headed off to Italy for a few days. That's right. Uh, we took part in a race called the Lavaredo Ultra Trail, which is a 120-kilometer race over the Italian Alps in a small town called Cortina. The race um, had 5,800 meters of elevation as well. So it was a pretty extreme race. It, it's part of the Ultra Trail World Tour. To put that in context, because people just hear 5,000-something meters, that's five times, five and a half times up Karen Tuchel. That's from right. the coast while throwing in a distance round about here to Kinnegad. Something like that, yeah, yeah, something like that. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's phenomenal. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm a bit blown away. I know I knew the numbers coming in, but that's when you put it like that it's it's pretty impressive. So how do you prepare for something like that? Uh you just pretty much run lots. It's uh, a day to day basis. I run seven days a week and my brothers run seven days a week you just you just go from there you know you got to put the volume in you got to put the speed work in and and you got to get the legs ready because that's it your legs just need to be ready to go that distance so what does an average week's training look like in your world yeah i usually go and into blocks of eight weeks so if i know that i've signed up for a race it's usually i have eight weeks of training and i usually start off with a hundred kilometers per week and then I start upping it to maybe 130, 140 kilometers a week. And that's how I usually do it like uh, a Monday would be like a 20K, a Tuesday 20K all the way to Friday. 
and then Saturday and Sunday are long runs. They're not even the long runs. Yeah, they're, just they're, the, they're just yeah, they're just uh, getting the getting the miles in. And then a Saturday and a Sunday, I usually head for the mountains. I usually go to Strand Hill, over in Sligo, or I'd head to Quelca over in Florence Court there, and I'd I'd run in the mountains there because it's more to do with what we're racing in. Would you be on the boardwalk at Quelca or? just randomly off on the mountain trail? Uh, I do end up on the boardwalk, but what I'll do is I'll head for Glengevin and I'll run across the mountain in Glengevin down towards the boardwalk and then I'll run all the way down the boardwalk and do maybe two or three repeats on the boardwalk and then run back over the mountain to where the car is parked. Now, you're, you're almost laughing yourself while you're saying that because I think you realise that you've probably got this question a lot, but Why? Yeah, I haven't figured that answer out. I think um, I just enjoy long days in the mountain, pushing pushing your body and trying to figure out how much more I can push this thing, you know. Now, you came to this, I suppose, quite late in terms of the normal concept of, of what sport is. People think, oh, you start when you're young, you play through your 20s, maybe into your 30s. But you came to this sport mid-30s. Is that standard enough in this no, I wouldn't think it is. I think a lot of the people I'd race against are they're runners. They've been in athletic clubs and they've uh, been in like IMRA, which would be the Irish Mountain Running Association. They'd be part of that. And you've got Monster, Mo- Monster Mountain Running Association as well. They'd be all part of that. But I got into it through obstacle course racing. That's me and my two brothers. We started this. We started going, there has to be something else other than Gaelic football. We played Gaelic football for X amount of years and it was just time for a change. So we chased obstacle course races like uh, Tough Mother and Spartan. And we were pretty good at them. Eventually, they, they, they're usually like 5, 10k races. But there was one in England that was an 8 hour obstacle course race in Nottingham. And it was just a 5 mile loop with 90 obstacles on it. And you had to see how many loops you could get done in 8 hours. And after the eight hours, me and my younger brother, Brian, we came 10th and 11th out of 3,000 other competitors in Europe. So we kind of figured we're pretty good at running for a long time. And that's, that's pretty much how I got into the ultra running. Now, in terms, obviously, the longer you run for, the slower you are. So what kind of would average pace would, would you be running? You're not running at saying boat speeds, but you're probably not far off like a Mo Farah kind of you're kind of like for me i think um i'd be at just just below marathon running pace so we'd say if i was running a marathon i'd probably be trying to hit an average four minute kilometer pace so i'd I'd be kind of drinking four minutes 30 for a kilometer in the mountains as well you kind of try and cover 10 kilometers an hour if you can because at the end of the day i want to be competitive i want to i want to be winning these races as well so so you got to have speed as well as endurance. In terms of the recent event in the Dolomites, you finished top 20 in that. It's a pretty phenomenal achievement. Yeah, it was, it was very good. I was, I was going in prepared to, to push myself to the top 50, and anything after top 50 would have been a bonus. So to come 20, it was, it was brilliant. I was delighted with that. Like. Of course, it is a family affair. Brian finished third as well, or 31st. That's right, yeah. And me and Brian, we actually were side by side for 85 kilometres. And then just at the end, just I had a little more left in the tank that day. And Brian, 
it's ultra running. Anything can happen. Like, you could be running for 20 kilometers, feeling like you're, you know, on top of the world, and then all of a sudden your body just says, no, not, not today. You know, but eventually, if you stick with it, it'll come back. If you trust your training, it'll come back. It's a funny game. It's a, it's a great game, though. You know, I, 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 I am addicted to this sport. I love this sport, you know. What's next for you in the sport? Um, next is Kerry Way Ultra. So it's an Irish race, and it's part of the Ultra Trail World Tour. It's in eight weeks' time, and that's 200 kilometers. In Kerry. In Kerry, yeah, yeah, in Kerry. Yeah. And can you what like what mountains are involved in? Where, what peaks will you it's, hit on it's, that? To be honest, it's just the Kerry Way. It's the it's the ring of the Kerry Way, and I don't actually know myself what peaks are am I hitting. I, I'm not very good at even looking at that. I just look at the distance. I look at the previous winner's time, and I look at his pace, and I go, okay, I got to train for the next eight weeks at that pace so that if he's there I beat him it's pretty simple but it's kind of a pretty good logic at the same yeah, time yeah exactly I, I don't overcomplicate it I think that if I want to win it that's how fast I gotta run I gotta run faster than the guy who won it the previous year even if he's not there that's irrelevant now where can people find out more information about you and your brothers um, you can find out more about us on Instagram our page is called The Ultra Winners and um, then I just have my own. It's uh, Ricky Win Ten on Instagram as well. That's the the Ultra Winners, the ultra spelled winners. as a, a pun on your name W Y N N E or S. Yeah, yeah, so thank you very much for taking the time out of your very busy training schedule. Um, I'm glad I didn't have to run alongside you trying to uh, get this chat because I've seen you run past the house so many times, usually topless. <laughs> you're like going around flaunting those tattoos all over the place the best look in the Kerry way we follow in your progress cheers thanks very much thanks a million I will be back tomorrow with a roundup of all the results of the weekend plus we'll be having a look forward to the rowing regatta in Carrick and Shannon as well as a little look back at the rowing championships from last weekend talk to you then <laughs>